and welcome to the Novel Traveller podcast. My name is Michelle Walsh-Jackson and I'm the Novel Traveller. Well, I've a cracking podcast for you this week and I catch up with the popular host of The Breakfast Show on Today FM and all-round Mr Nice Guy, Ian Dempsey. We've a great chat about his travels and this time of year he'd normally be living it up on the ski slopes in the Austrian Tyrol with a Today FM top flight ski trip. But like the rest of us, he's at home, but he took time out to recall some of his favourite travels. Someone else who's missing the piste is award-winning travel writer Catherine Murphy, who I will chat with later about the state of the slopes this season and what we can look forward to next year. But first, kick back and relax with whatever is your favourite tipple and enjoy Ian Dempsey. Well, do you know what, Ian? I was hoping that we were, we were going to have this chat down the yacht club with a nice yeah. pint or a nice glass of wine. Lovely. And kind of, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gosh, now, Ian, when you agreed to do it, I said, this is great. Because <laughs> we're practically neighbours, aren't we? Like, we're that's, only, yeah. only we're, yeah. we're within our 5K. We that's right yeah because <laughs> we are definitely with our so i was yeah. kind of uh yes oh gosh we'll, we'll enjoy doing the podcast but um y- you know I- i'm very hopeful that things will improve i'm, I'm kind ah, of yeah. thinking i hope yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah really and, do. And, and places like the yacht club get open in the summer yeah so so i'm gonna start with um okay kind of, uh, i'm gonna start actually i have i have a quick fire round which hmm. kind of gives uh, listeners idea of your tastes and what you like and things you like doing. So you can answer as quickly or if you want yeah. to go on a little bit, um, you know, you can do either either or. So right. first thing for um, for takeaway food, Chinese or Indian? Um, I think I would probably end up opting for uh, Chinese. Now, I do like a bit of Indian. We use India link over in um in Port Marnock, although recently now we weren't able to get them. I don't know whether they were closed down for the day or whatever. And there was this other place down up in Kilbarrick called the Curry Club, I think it's called. So we got them instead, and it was actually very good. So I hope oh, India oh. Link haven't lost out now. That's you know, a, that's a nice but, tip. <laughs> <laughs> but we have um, we have the Golden Elephant down there at Southern Cross, and uh, oh, I love the Golden Elephant. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh my god! I remember back in the day when they were used to be the pagoda. And uh, they used to deliver, like it was so posh. They used to deliver uh, to these big cardboard boxes. Looked like you were getting a new hat or something like that. It was amazing. (laughs) They had bowls in it every time. And it was just like, I'd say, financially, I'd say they were losing a fortune on it. But, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they did it. And I mean, everybody, it was the, 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 we had so many of those bowls in there. It was unbelievable, you know. (laughs) But I'd say I probably would opt for uh, Chinese. Chinese, yeah. And and I just, I, I just, just uh, you know, tell, tell any listeners that don't know, we're out here in North County Dublin, um, yeah. yeah, in, in Sutton Hoth. Uh, yeah. So, um, what about travel? Would you prefer boat or train? Um, I think I prefer train. I like train. I mean, I was going around the country with Mario Rosenstock on his uh, Gift Grub tour, and I was kind of producing it uh with him and uh, so i had to go and i didn't really enjoy the idea of driving down the motorways and all that so i used to get the train and i loved the idea of it because you could plug in your whatever charge it up do a little bit of work on the way down uh and uh it was so relaxing it was really nice it was, it was great uh so I, I i like trains i i don't think i've been on too many trains outside of ireland although i was in one in Lisbon, uh, which was very pleasant as well. I think train, it's, it's a very relaxing way of, of, uh, of uh, traveling. I'm not mad about boats. I'm not, I don't really have the old sea legs. I don't think I'd be, the, I don't think I'd be the president of Hot Yacht Club. I no. that way. <laughs> well, but I, you, you might pop over to the island and sip, sip a gin and tonic from, from oh, over there. Oh, yes, yeah. A little, little short all, trip now. I could do that all right. <laughs> we're all good at that. We're all good at that. Yeah. So, uh, what about a vineyard or a distillery? Um, vineyard, I think vineyard is it's a kind of a longer process. I mean, I think uh, I've been to a few. I've been to both, but uh, uh, and I've enjoyed both. It was I was in the 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 whiskey museum actually up beside Trinity College one night. The guy actually opened it up for myself and two of my friends. Uh, it had been closed, and he opened it up and brought us on a full tour of the thing, which was fascinating. But uh, some of the some of the uh, the, the vineyards are, are amazing, and it's such a relaxing afternoon. You go and you get all the information. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. Give us yeah. a drink." You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's uh, it's 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 one of those things. But uh, I, I I enjoy those. Uh, and uh, I've been in 
I've been in a few around the world, actually. I was in, um, I was in one in, I, when we went to a place called, uh, and actually there's a road called Evora in Holt, I think. Uh, there is a Evora Park. in Portugal yeah. called Evora. That's right, Evora. Evora. Yeah. And we went, we went there and there's, region. Vineyards, mm-hmm. and there's lots of uh, Alentejo kind of vineyards around there. And uh, we, we had a, a, a beautiful meal and, uh, and some, some vino there. I like the Portuguese wine. It's good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it really is. Yeah. Um, theatre or cinema? Um, theatre, I think. Theatre every time. Um, I think there's, because, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. There is a certain spontaneity about it and uh, you just don't know if something is either going to go wrong, if it's going to be, a, it's a different performance every night. It's not always the same thing. And, you know, it could, yeah. it could end. Somebody's mobile phone could go off. Anything could happen. And Anything, uh, there's usually yeah. an interval as well. So, I mean, that's always nice too. Absolutely. I'd be with you there on that, Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luxury or adventure? Um, oh, well, there you go. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the most adventurous type now, to be honest with you. I like the idea. I mean, I like people. I like sitting down talking to people. So I suppose if you're doing that in a luxurious surrounding, that would be... Uh, that would be quite nice. I'd, I'd or, enjoy that. But or luxurious adventure. adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, uh, energy wise, I would, like, I wouldn't be the sort of person who would say, see that mountain over there, let's climb it, or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, I don't think I'd be a safari sort of guy. So I think luxury might be, might be my, might be the one my, uh, my but, choice there. <laughs> but ebook, ebook or paperback? Um, Ooh, uh, I, well, my wife now, Jara, is a big Kindle user and she she reads them all the time. She's a very good reader. Uh, I read a lot, but I don't read books as such. So I, I would be more kind of on a on a phone, on a device of some description. But I like the idea and I like the smell of a book and I like the the newness of a book sometimes. And I like the idea that you can also pass it on to somebody and say, this is really good. Michelle's a great writer. Here, have this. <laughs> I have to thank your dear wife. She has read, she's plowed her way through each of my books. She's yeah, very yeah. good. She's been <laughs> she wonderful. Yeah. Play. Um, well, hopefully, are you writing the next one now? Have you got I, something? Oh, I have a new one out, actually, at oh, the moment. Very yeah. Good. And, and my books are stuck in Brexit land. So 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 <gasps> there will be one, there'll be one down uh, to your oh, door very, <laughs> very soon <laughs> for Jer. For Jer. Um uh, dessert or starter? Uh, I'm well. I'm I'm not supposed to eat sweet things because of uh, a medical condition that hundreds of thousands of people have, like type two diabetes. Oh. But, but uh, I do I do treat myself from time to time. I think starters, though. I mean, I'd be more into savory and peppers and few old sort of scallions here and there so i think uh i think you'd be looking at uh at savory that would be i like if i was going for a meal and i wasn't that hungry i'd say starter and main course and then I've, i'm done uh whereas if i was you know christmas day obviously you're gonna go go all the way but uh yeah that, that'll be my choice yeah of course and then finally would you stay in a caravan or a tent uh, oh God! <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> where's all the Where's all the luxury gone? <laughs> Do you know um, there are some fabulous glamping options now around Ireland? Really? Yeah, well, I like really the look nice. of I like the look of uh, what do you call them, John and and uh, Francis Brennan's glamping down there in Kenmare. That looks pretty good now. You know, that's that's Ooh, posh. Oh, Bit of posh glamping now. I wouldn't mind that. Oh, all right. absolutely! Yeah. I, I think I, I I wouldn't like the idea of little creatures coming in to greet me in the morning or in the middle of the night or something like that. That's, that's my, my problem, main problem with camping. So yeah. uh, I might stick, I, I'd probably go with the caravan just, just for uh, security, but, um, but I'm sure there are fine. There are some great caravans knocking around as well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if this is PC zigzag. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, geez. Well, it's like having to choose your, your favorite your child. I, mean, you know, I, you can't I don't do think that. so. Uh, no, not not. Uh, I mean, they both have their their strengths. I think Zig is a very thoughtful Zig. I remember when I met Zig first of all, he was thinking of buying a mobile, uh, a, a, one of these portable CD players. Like, and some of your younger listeners uh, mightn't even know what a CD is, but they used to be a CD player. <laughs> but uh, uh, and he spent, I think, for the, all the time we worked together, he was onto which magazine and he was checking out. <laughs> What was the best one to buy? And by the time I actually left Dempsey's Den, he still hadn't bought it because he's, he really considers everything. Whereas Zag is more of a kind of a, uh, he'd, he'd be an impulse buyer. He'd just go for it. He'd say, yeah, give me that one. And then 
then he'd say, this is crap. It doesn't work properly. You know, <laughs> yeah. two different people, but both absolutely yeah. lovable creatures. I, you, you've actually reminded me of something, Ian, that, that I thought only remembered um, before doing this. But you, 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 you certainly don't remember this. But when I was 14, I rang up the Saturday morning show that you used to do with Ruth Buchanan. And yeah. I won my first record um, really? that I ever first thing I ever won was on your show and oh, it was a copy wow. of it was it was a record a vinyl a Zanetta yeah. Mandata by the police you actually put me on radio before anybody you did it with my wow. book and you did it there so it's fantastic that's, that yes, you're back here on the podcast oh, <laughs> incredible very I know, good. it was amazing. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you got the prize. <laughs> I actually still have it. Have you? <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah? didn't try to, I've nothing to play it on, of course. I've yeah. nothing to play a CD on either, but yeah. uh, I do still have that. Um, yeah. Joe, I, I better get down to the questions. We better yeah. get, get talking about travel. But, uh, but Ian, what's your first travel memory, you know, your first holiday that really stands out for you? Um, well, I remember like when I was a child, uh, my family, we used to go to places like Butlins and Mosny, you know, we used to spend the time there. We'd have the, the red coats and, uh, you know, great fun. And I didn't know anything else. The first time I actually went out of Ireland on a holiday was to, with my wife, Jer, uh, and it was in 1982 and we went to Spain. And it was the first time I was ever on a plane in my life. I'd never been on a plane. You know, the way everybody's just second nature to people now. But uh, we went on a plane for the first time. I think I may have, I was so scared. I think I had to take some medication from uh, our local pharmacist to, to calm me down a little bit. Uh, and uh, we went to Torremolinos on a total package holiday. Oh, brilliant. We went up the mountains <laughs> one night and, uh, for one of those, you know, those dinners they have where the guy comes sure. around and he pours drink. Me hats or summer, was it? Might yeah. have been me hats. Somewhere around there, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the bull ring in the middle and the mountain. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and go on the bus with everybody and have a little sing song and all that kind of business. Uh, and we, uh, we, oh my God, I remember the, ha like I remember waking up the next morning, myself and Jer, and we had bought two of those uh, wanted posters with our photographs in them. You remember those? <laughs> I those as well. Oh, you'd have a Spanish dancer, you know. And, and, that's and right, yes, that's right. And your picture on it, wanted, and your name is on it. And it must have probably cost us a fortune. You're like, you know, I can't remember even. Oh, my God. It was a, a culture shock. Um, but before all of that, I mean, we used to go down to uh, Kerry. Uh, we used to, we went, I remember we went to Warren Point in County Down. This was all the family. But I remember, like, in, in those days, my dad would say, we're going on holidays now on Saturday and we'd all be up at about seven o'clock in the morning. And like you'd travel off and you'd get there by about eight o'clock in the evening. And that was the start. Of the and so you're traveling all day. And then after when I got my own car, I looked up the distance between our house and uh, Warren Point in County Down. And it's, it was 72 miles, which you'd kind of do in an hour. Probably, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, this I mean, took all day and we stopped for lunch and then we stopped for afternoon tea. And we, you know, so it was a big, a big occasion and a big holiday. We made the most of it. But uh, first time out of the country on a plane. Uh, and uh, I, I made up for it since like going because I, I love traveling. I love getting around. Uh, although I did um, have a, uh, I did have a real fear of flying. Uh, and it was cured by a local guy here. Uh, he was an Aer Lingus pilot. His name was Harry Gallagher. Uh, and he, uh, he, there was a, one of these dream auctions down in the dinghy club there in Sutton. Yeah. And I bought it uh, for something like 40 quid, which was a good few years ago. And it was a lot of money uh, in a way. But what, but what it was, was they brought you to a cockpit up in uh, one of those uh, simul simulators in Dublin airport. And so effectively, Harry had me sitting as his co-pilot and he got me to take off from Dublin and, and it was totally real. Uh, and I headed over to Glasgow and I landed in Glasgow airport. And ever since then, I was completely cured. And actually, I think it's because I kind of knew what the what the was going on was. in the cockpit. Sure. You know what I mean? So uh, it was uh, it, it was amazing. And I mean, ever since then, any time I go traveling, like I, I actually like the experience of going up and coming down and. You know, and that's, that's a sad thing about 9-11 because all that visit to the to the cockpit stopped and it's something where little yeah. kids used to go up and it was a lovely treat you know and yeah. that, that that sense of you know connecting with the pilot and that yeah and that's 
that's very sad the way things change. It is, yeah, yeah. And actually, Harry as well. Um, I don't want to delay your podcast. I don't know how long it is, but Harry as well. He actually flew us on our honeymoon. We went on our honeymoon to uh, France, and he flew us over there, and he brought me up to the cockpit. But there had been a problem just before we took off with the intercom system or something like that, and uh, he at that stage he it was it was fixed, and then he said. Uh, the hostess came down and said, "Do you want uh, Harry wants to know, do you want to come up for the takeoff? And I said, lovely, thanks very much. So I went up and I sat up there and you were able to do that. And we took off and it was fantastic. Uh, and then I went back down to my seat and then and then we had lunch or whatever. Uh, and then just before the uh, we landed, he, they came back again and uh, said, would you like to come up for the landing? And I said, okay, thanks very much. So I came down for the landing and it was it was fantastic. But when I when I was getting off the plane, because there had been a technical problem with the intercom, the uh, the a, a little old French lady came up to me and said, thank you very much for fixing that. She thought I was an engineer that I'd gone in and, and sorted out the problem. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Yeah. But you wouldn't miss things like that, wouldn't you? You know, you, uh, you, you forget would. the you way really things would. are. Yeah. It's a yeah. Pity. And I mean, the other yeah. thing is the, you know, this whole thing about, oh, you've got a glass, you've got a bottle of water in your hand. Yeah, you've got to put that down. Uh, it's it's it, it's kind of a bit excessive, I think. And, uh, you know, you kind of say, say yeah. to yourself, like, you know, if somebody What's really wants to do something, they'd bring a powdered version of whatever. They'd buy a bottle of water on the plane, throw it in and, you know. Yeah, it you makes know, absolutely zero sense. Yeah, and you know what I like? I was going through the airport security in the Seychelles and what they have a great regard for water, the great respect yeah. for water. And what I love, what they do is they make you take a sip of it and if ah, you drink the good. water they say they and they all say oh no no water is precious and they they'll get once you take a sip of it okay bring it on board no problem isn't that that's lovely? a brilliant idea that's that's, that's kind of logical that makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I like absolutely it. yeah um, and what, what's the the funniest thing you ever did on holiday or uh, that happened to you on holiday um well, uh, I, I don't know whether you're familiar with uh, the Garrahy girls. They're, uh, they're three. There's Diran, there's Eddie yeah, and their yeah. Alba. But I mean, I'm, I'm myself and Jerry are very good friends with their parents. And we met them on their honeymoon in the Canary Islands. Uh, we went down uh, and, we, and there was another couple that we knew were there. And I was going on to a show called A Hotline and I had to change my holidays. So I wasn't kind of we weren't kind of being gooseberries on our friends uh, honeymoon. We just had to go at that particular time. So we were down the Canaries and we met Claire and Eugene and we got on like a house on fire. Uh, but there was one night, well, one morning, but again, it was like waking up with the posters that time. I woke up one morning <laughs> and I had no money in my pocket and I had uh, tire tracks over my shoes that I'd been wearing. <laughs> so we were trying you know how to it happened? Yeah, no, we, were, we were trying to work out what happened. No, I didn't have a broken toe or anything like that, but uh, it was as if uh, we thought like the taxi driver. I did, either didn't have enough money uh, to pay the taxi and your man drove over me or else I gave him everything I had and he was so happy he wanted to just get away before I said, hang on a second, I think I'm giving you too much. But we had a great time with them down there. Uh, we were in, uh, there was an Irish bar that we went into and we were so kind of on a high, we were pointing at where they lived on the Irish flag and kind of, you know, cheering and, you know, yeah, and yeah. dancing and singing. And it was fantastic. And it's a friendship that's lasted. We're still very, very good lovely? friends. You know? Yeah, it's really good. Which island was it on? It was uh, Grand Canaria. Uh, it was, what are the names of the places there in Grand Canaria? It was, that, uh, do you know, that's, that's, that's the one island I haven't been to. I've been, yeah. I've been to well, the others. It's not I the one been that to the Grand Sam Canaria. Stevenson did, which is down the road. A bit. I think that's called Puerto Rico. Uh, I know it's not the real Puerto Rico, but it's, yeah. I think it's called Puerto Rico. It's the one up the road from there. It's the one that everybody goes to. Uh, yeah. uh, Play the singles. Is that it? Play the li- that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Very yeah. good. Well done. You know I haven't, been, haven't been there. Yeah. Seen, my, seen the brochures. Yeah. But it's nice. Uh, and uh, we had a great time there. And I remember that the time at that time, I think it was 1985, um, because it was the year before we got married and they just got married. And I remember that the uh, it was the first time I experienced an international ATM machine because and they had just introduced them. Like we had them in Ireland, but the idea of being away on holidays where before you had to bring, you know, those travel vouchers, which are whatever they're called, then, uh, and yeah. you'd always have to bring cash. This was so, and it was actually a taxi ride away. It was about 15 minutes away. They, there was one Bank of Ireland, actually it was Bank of Ireland uh, ATM machine. And you had to, so we were, every, all these Irish people were getting taxis down 
just to just to experience and pressing it and taking money out of the wall. <laughs> Amazing, like everything is, it would be so normal today. But, uh, Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, where would you tell your 18 year old self to go? Either, you know, um, somewhere that, that you've been. I think, well, I mean, I, I, I think Japan, I love Japan. I've been there three times now and uh, I think it's a fantastic country and I think the people are just lovely. Uh, and I didn't get there until I was 40, 41, I think. And, uh, I, and I always was fascinated by it and, and it completely lived up to it, every bit of it. Like we went to Osaka, uh, I went to Tokyo. Uh, uh, we went to a place up in the mountains for a kind of, a, it was a ski resort. I can't remember the name, it began with an N. No, 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 I was going to say Nairobi. It wasn't <laughs> Nairobi. <laughs> no. uh, but uh, it, was, it was just fantastic. I remember uh, I was in a train station once and I wanted to get, back to Osaka from somewhere I was. And I, I asked some guy, I just said, excuse me, do you know which platform to go? And he, he said, yes, I do. And he walked with me. And he, I swear he walked about 15 minutes. Down oh, to that's so nice. He was a businessman. And he says, this is the platform here. And then I, I just watched him as he walked. And he was walking back to where he had come from. And it was unbelievable. And I remember wow. we, did a, we did a broadcast out there as well. Uh, and we, there was this girl uh, who was kind of looking out. She was d- interpreting for us. And one day we needed an extra table or something. We were broadcasting from there. So there was a studio. We needed a table. And uh, I said to her, can you get us another table if we're just there? And she didn't answer. But she just she went out of the room and then she came back in and said, yes, I can do that. You know, so they don't say yes. Or, you know, they just they. They uh, kind of check it all out before they commit to anything, which is which is great. And they also don't the tipping thing down there is great. They won't accept a tip. Like if you give a a taxi driver a tip, he will run after you to give you back the money because they don't want tips. This is the price and this is the service. And uh, so that kind of, you know, that thing about tipping where sometimes you say, oh, are you supposed to tip this person or not tip this person? You know, so it's. Uh, it, was, it was great, but and I just thought, thought the, the people and it's a beautiful place. But have you been there? Yeah, I haven't huh. been to Japan. No, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. it, it hasn't been. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely uh, uh, mm. on, on the list, as they say. On the list. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and what, what, is there anywhere that you've got on your bucket list that you know is really high up on it that you haven't been to? Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I love I love uh, America, but I've never been to the. I'd love to go to kind of Memphis you know, the whole Elvis Presley. I know it's all a bit, it's probably very, very tacky when you get there. Uh, but, you know, and I'd love to go to Nashville as well. Um, I'm currently watching a, a very long kind of documentary series on PBS, the American channel. And uh, it's all about country music and it goes into great detail, but it's it just seems a fascinating place to go to. And uh, so there's a, there's a plan. There's another couple that live around here uh, and we're both kind of reaching the same age, the four members of the of the group. And uh, we have a kind of a plan to go go there. Although America is kind of, it's not, I'm, I'm like, unfortunately with Donald uh, over the last few years, you're kind of saying, oh, do I really want to go off. to America? But hopefully Joe Biden's going to sort it out. Well, well, it's such, it is an amazing country. It's so yeah. vast. And I don't yeah. know what parts you've been to, but, you know, yeah. most of the Irish, they tend, tend to, to hover around New York and maybe L.A. and definitely Florida. Well, and they're kind of the key places, aren't yeah. they? Uh, but but I, I've traveled extensively through smaller states like Oklahoma and, and Kansas, gone up to Oregon and, you know, oh, Kentucky and yeah. uh, Alabama. And, and, you know, each state is so unique. They have such know, a different flavor. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, could, you could do what Steinbeck did, kind of do a, a, get one of those uh, trucks and vans, camper vans and go, go all around together. And that, yeah. that is a real way to see it because yeah. there's so many national parks and each national park is mm. completely amazing yeah. and different to everywhere else. Yeah. And um, what about Vegas? It's, it's a great place. It really yeah. is. You know, yeah. I mean, I have done New York and Los Angeles, Vegas, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember, I remember being in Atlanta. Uh, I was coming back. I was, it was again. It was a broadcasting. I was coming back, and I had to. The hub was Atlanta for Delta Airways. I think it was. But I remember staying in a hotel there because the flight was delayed and they said, oh, can we put you up in this hotel? And it was one of those hotels that has the doors of your room outdoors. Do you know, like a motel? I know, like a motel, yeah. And you walk into it and there's a sign on the bed. You normally would say, oh, have a lovely stay. Uh, We hope you'll be very comfortable. This one says, make sure you lock the doors. Doors. Uh, (laughs) So you're saying, oh, my God. 
So I, w- I woke up uh, at about six o'clock in the morning and my flight was about nine o'clock that evening to go home. And I just had to get out of it. And I went straight to the airport. So I spent the whole day airside in the airport because I just wanted to get out of there. So I'm sure Atlanta is a lovely place. Yeah, and, no, no, uh, no, 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 I mean, you know, it's, it is so vast. It, it yeah. is as big as the entire uh, all the countries of Europe. You know, similar yeah. population and that. So when you think of it that way, like, look how varied we Portugal yeah. is to, to Spain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. and I know yeah. you love Portugal as well. And we've spoken about Portugal before, because yeah. as mm-hmm. you said, you, you had a place down there. Yes, I did. Uh, and we just, I mean, we bought it when um, when the kids were younger, and we had got great. We had great times there. We had great. We knew a lot of people down there, uh, Irish people and Portuguese people, and we had great nights in the villa uh, and uh, we loved it but we decided you know in the last few years that we kind of had enough of it and the kids weren't really coming down anymore so it was just myself and Jer and it was like there was four bedrooms in it and there was a swimming pool and there was you know so we, we did we got rid of it but uh, it, we had a great time down there and it was in Almansil which is close enough to Quinta de Lago and Val de Lobo and uh, Dunas Doradas but far away enough as well so that you could kind of decide when you wanted to be part of that kind of yeah. uh, whatever, you know. Yeah, but that's lovely, the beauty of Portugal and, and the Algarve. There are so many little hidden nooks and crannies, little little towns yeah. like Casella Vela, I'm sure you called into, or Praia yeah. Virgi, you know, yeah. places with these spectacular beaches and, oh and quite God, empty, yeah. like only the yeah. locals or the Spanish would go. Yeah, um, and I'm following a lot of them on uh, Instagram at the moment and they keep popping up and these amazing looking beaches and coves and uh, and you're just saying, oh, my God. And it's it's terrible with the pandemic because you're kind of saying, I want to go. I want to go there tomorrow or whatever. But you, you just can't, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like when yeah. this thing started in March, I was saying, well, we'll book something for maybe late June or whatever. And uh, Jared was saying, no. It's not, not going to happen. And I wonder even if it's going to happen this year, you know. It's well, we, we don't know yet, do we? Because yeah, the virus yeah, seems yeah, to be yeah. very uh, unpredictable and it's up and down. Yeah. But I, I, I do like looking at historical, um, you know, uh, patterns. And definitely it does seem to die, did die down last summer. And if it would do the yeah. same this summer, it would be great for everybody, yeah. Yeah. even to get, you know, a staycation or to or to, to feel safe enough to move around. The yeah, Irish hospitality yeah. industry has been amazing. They've done an incredible job of keeping yeah. their, their, their mm. hotels and premises spotless. Yeah. Like e- even I went cruising on the Shannon and the amount of cleanliness that went into cleaning the cabin. Yeah. Like and you would imagine it was a bit like this morning we were talking about the, the hairdressers and they were saying that the whole black market on the hairdressers is massive at the moment. And you'd imagine it would be more sensible to get the people who have actually put in the effort and put in the investment, like the hotels, like the hairdressers, you know, to actually let them open up. And that would cut back on people having house parties and, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, well, we're not running the country yet, Ian. We'll have to no, do something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait right. to see, can't wait we to see the posters. <laughs> <laughs> the Shalonino. The Shalonino's party. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Free trips to Portugal for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but, uh, but, but um, so who would your favourite travelling companion be? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's Jer, but, but if you could travel with anybody dead or alive... Um, well, it would be Jar, obviously, I mean, we do. We, I mean, we've we've been to some great places together, and we were just starting to get into the swing going again. You know, we were in San Francisco last February, so we just got in there just in time before it all kind of closed down again. And we had a, we had a fantastic time, and we got on really well together, and uh, got to see all these places. Uh, so uh, she she would be great. I mean, I, I have a great old buddy of mine who's no longer with us, Tony Fenton, uh, and. Tony would be, he, Tony's a great companion for socializing, knowing places, knowing people, uh, always being on for a bit of crack. And uh, so obviously I'd love to be able to travel around with him as well. But sure, wow. in our dreams, you know. So. In our dreams. And, yeah. But San Francisco is an amazing city, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah. Really good. We went we went down to the, what's it called, Haight-Asbury place where there's a record store down there that... Uh, 
uh, uh, I had been always wanted to go and see. Uh, very, very funky. You could see what it would have been like in the 60s and yeah, the Jimi Hendrix days and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And the only thing that struck me was the amount of homeless people. Like, I know we've a lot of problem in Ireland as well with that. But there, it's, and I suppose because the weather is being, is, is much uh, better. They don't, there's no uh, crisis as such for them to actually get somewhere to, it's, it's to a, a, a roof story. over their heads. Well, you know, they can sleep out. But, uh, you it's, know, this it's, time, this time last year, I was coming back from, from LA and I hadn't been in San Francisco. I mean, it's six years since I was in San Francisco, yeah. maybe more. And um, a, a, an Irish girl on the plane who has a business in San Francisco was telling me yeah. that the demographic are all people in their 40s who've been let go by these tech giants, oh, all these big yeah. companies, people who yeah. kind of didn't have a house. Yeah. who worked and had fabulous jobs in these companies but yeah. to see what people don't realize is you get your job at google and everybody and yeah. uh, y- y- you know they don't keep you or look set you up they, with a pension they burn you out they, use they burn you, you out they and out. they spit and, uh, out and yeah, that's exactly. why you have to look after the smes keep the smes going we'll champion yeah. the smes you know yeah. but uh it's pr- pretty spectacular situation. that can be on our manifesto but, Oh, that would be in our party. Yeah, we're, we're absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That would be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you go over to Alcatraz when you were in San Francisco? Yes, we did. Yeah. Fascinating. Really great place. And uh, again, I'm not great on the old boats, but that was a fairly solid one going across. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, you know, it's it's all very Disneylandish in terms of queuing up and all that. But once you get there, it's it's great. And it's beautifully set up in terms of the the headphones and the way you get the, the, you know, everywhere you go, they tell you about what's going on. And, uh, you know, we took the, the usual cliched photographs of me behind bars, Jer behind bars, you know. <laughs> you have to do that. You have to do it, yeah. <laughs> do, do you, know, you know what struck me? The menu was really good. The food. Yeah, was, yeah. Did that strike you as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they looked really, as if they were they were being well well looked after yeah That's well said yeah. and yeah, yeah definitely yeah. for for selfies then you know you will indulge and you will take the odd crazy selfie by the sounds of it yeah last year or the year before we stayed in we were in sorrento i'd been there before working but we decided to go down and it was this i always remember there was a row of hotels along the uh the, the bay of naples and we organized or we we managed through a good friend of mine to get to stay in the Excelsior Hotel, which is literally on the square when you come out. And there's a big, long walkway down to it. And we stayed in there and we got a very, very good deal. But anyway, the room we had, there was a little balcony off it. And so basically every single morning you walked through your double doors out onto this balcony and you're just looking at Vesuvius and you're looking at the Bay of Naples. And it was just stunning. So that was, I mean, that's a selfie selfie paradise basically you know what i mean yeah. and to wake up to that every day although you know it's not too bad out here in Holt sometimes when the light oh, is right oh well you've got uh, and you you're on the right side of the hill you get that great view right across the bay it's it's, yeah, it's gorgeous isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah no, we're lovely, very yeah. we're very lucky yeah, yeah. oh no sorrento is beautiful though that yeah. whole amalfi coast yeah, yeah. is just yeah. something else yeah and, and the gorgeous. food are you speaking yeah. of food is there is there any kind of crazy food that you've tasted while you've been on your travels um, the the uh, worst thing that I ate that I didn't realize I was eating was uh, a sheep's brain. Ooh. And yeah, it was in France. We were on a skiing holiday in France years and years ago. And a friend of mine, uh, he, he was a fluent French speaker. And he says, I'll order this. And he, you could hear blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, and I did a little bit of French in school. So, but he was did it as a as a kind of a prank, basically. And he ordered starters for all of us, little sheep's brains, and they looked actually like. Now, I don't know whether your whether your podcast is rated, but uh, they looked like <laughs> testicles, to be honest with you, <laughs> tiny little things. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, he said, oh, don't, they're beautiful, they're lovely. And I did eat them and they were okay. And then afterwards, he told us what they what we just eaten. And uh, it was awful. And uh, we, were in, we were in Venice uh, a few years ago as well. And we, had, we were in a, a restaurant, which is one of the Cipriani ones, which is out on a little, a little island. You have to get a little boat out to it. Uh, and one of the things that was presented to us was, again, it was one of these menus that just arrived out, uh, was they were like little crab little tiny crab but they looked like they were still moving around on your plate and you ate them now they were delicious but and i didn't mind eating them but 
I don't even know what they looked like. No, maybe that was a, a, an illusion, but they looked like they were still moving around. I wouldn't be as that adventurous, you know. Uh, they don't serve them in the uh, golden elephant or the. Book. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, um, so, if you could be anywhere in the world right now, it's hard and on a dark day, you know, um, yeah. in February. But what, where would you, where would you love to be? Well, I mean, it's to go back to, I just have a great grow for uh, the Portuguese thing in Portugal and it would be Alman still and it would be like, I still I, I still keep in touch with the guy who is our taxi driver, a guy called Hugo. Uh, and I, we still get in touch and send text messages and I say, oh, missing you. I'd love to be down there now at the moment. And he's a great fella. And we've met his wife and his daughter and everything. Uh, and there's great restaurants. And we kind of, we kind of, know some of the restaurants there better than we'd know restaurants in Ireland you know what I mean so it just there's a great homeliness and when you get off the plane you know exactly where you're going you know where the 24-hour shop is you know where the milk is if you want to buy it, you know so it's just a homeliness thing and then a bit of heat and then also just I think uh the the idea uh, of of the the uh the wheels of an airplane lifting off the ground are going to be so good for people's brains when, when it finally yeah. happens again. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. People uh, can't but, wait for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in Portugal, you reminded me of the food in Portugal and I yeah. love the sardines. And oh, I love yes, what they beautiful. do with shrimp. Oh, and there's some yeah. amazing... Have you been down to Villa Real San Antonio? Some of the Where's restaurants that? there. That, 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 that's just... The, it's the last stop before you reach the Spanish coast on the Algarve. It's the no, last town. Ah, yeah. uh, get down there. Yeah. Get down there next yeah. time you're down there. Yeah, because yeah. there's some really nice restaurants. It's quite yeah. a big town now. It'll be probably yeah. the size of what would it be the size of Dunleary. No, it wouldn't. It'd be mm. more the size of Clontarf, I suppose, or yeah. Malahide. Yeah, but I it's remember going down to Portimao of all places uh, once, uh, and we went down to these guys who were who were doing the sardines on the side of the street, yeah. basically, and like it looks so primitive, but they were absolutely delicious. Like I mean, it's just. Incredible food altogether. Oh, yes, uh, it's beautiful, you know. So that's that's where that's if I could be anywhere right now, if I could be beamed up, I would be beamed, beamed up, up and lifted out. Well, well, please God, now you know, you know, we do yeah. get the handle on this, and we, we'll be able yeah. to travel. And I do see travel within the EU being being flexible as soon as possible. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I know that I'm sure they're they're all fighting for it, but I mean, the the one thing to bear in mind for everybody is that it's not just happening to you personally. It's not just happening That's to it. us yeah. in Ireland. In the, it's happening yeah. to everywhere. You know. So, well, what what hotel f- facilities would you use the most, if any way? You, you know, if if you're on a hotel, what would you like? I'm ashamed to say it. You know what I'm going to say here, don't you? The bar. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this. I'm not a, a gym bunny, and uh, you know, I wouldn't. I don't really swim very much. We might use the, the outdoor swimming pool, pool a little bit, just for a bit of an L dunk. But uh, you know, I loved. I love the idea of a, of a good hotel bar and getting to know the the the, the barman and him knowing uh-huh. you and what you like and that kind of stuff, you know, and, uh, and now will, will you order, will you try different drinks? Would you be, Oh yeah. yeah. Your oh, and cocktails God, and things? Be, very, very adventurous in that area. All right. I mean, like, I don't know whether you would regard that as a facility or not, but yeah, oh, <laughs> no, well, it certainly is. So I, I do as well. I do <laughs> and I do, I do love, um, uh, you know, what, what, what and, and this is the thing about, I don't know if you've been on cruises at all, no, you know, when you're, oh, no, 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 that you're they really indulge yeah. in the old, you know, exotic yeah. drinks and that. Or yeah. if you end up somewhere like the Caribbean, they'll do things with rum there that you just didn't think were possible, <laughs> and they'll mix all sorts of things together. Yeah. You know, oh, and, and I, I, I'd be like you, Ian. I love that going into a bar and you don't yeah. know what you're going to do next and try, exactly. you know, whatever. Well, you know, there's nothing better than like, say, we were in Rome there for a while, uh, for a week, and the idea of going out and you walk all day and you have a look at all these museums and all this artwork and historic buildings, and then coming in, I love the idea of coming back in and say, let's have a drink, and you know, you're kind of talking about the day, and you, you know, it's a a recap on what's going on. I think that's that's a very civilized you, way of going about your business. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, it's it's another dimension of travel. Talking yeah. to the waiters and the bartenders, and they'll tell yeah. you about their families and their stories, and you probably exactly yeah end yeah. up being friends with them as well. Like, I'm yeah. sure you're friends with some. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a good few friends in low places. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, no, brilliant, brilliant. Um, we haven't really talked much about Ireland. Um, no. Where would be your favourite place to travel to in Ireland? 
Um, well, we had during the kind of break in the lockdown recently, we uh, myself and Jer went off and we decided to go and not really book, not you know, like we started off in Vota Resort in Cork and we said, well, okay, we won't really book anywhere else until we're in Vota. So we went there and then we booked the Killarney Royal Hotel, I think it is, in the centre of Killarney. And it's owned by the same people who run Hayfield Manor in Cork, which I like a lot. So we stayed in Foda for two nights. Then we went up to Killarney. Uh, we said that, and then we decided to go on and go to, uh, you know, the one that was, it used to be the Radisson. It's now called, the, I think it's called the Galmont Hotel. In oh, the centre yes, of Cork, in, in right Cork, beside, yeah. near Air Square, beside the train station. Oh, in Galway, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Galmont, Galway, yeah. yeah. So we stayed there. And uh, we went around the corner from there, just around uh, to Lome, which apparently is a, a Michelin star restaurant. Very nice. Uh, a lovely meal there. Uh, and we stayed there for two. And then we were, we, I had a, a week and a bit off. Uh, so we were going to go somewhere else. Or we were going to go, but we just decided to come home. We'd had enough. But we had a great time, though. It was really good. But uh, my favorite place in is County Clare is Doolin. And that goes back to the, the Garrahees. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, we, we, we've been down there. We've had so many great times down there. Uh, I, I know Pat, there's a bar a bar woman I know very well, Patsy McDermott, uh, down in McDermott's pub in Doolin. Uh, and uh, we'd always we'd always stop over there. And uh, so, and it's a magical place. It really is. And get to see, I'd say they are devastated at the moment because of the amount of tourists they get from all over the world. And I mean, the, the fact that you can go into one of the pubs down there and some guy will start playing, uh, you know, a tin whistle or something, and then somebody else will start playing something else, and you know, and suddenly a session starts. Really good and great musicians, you know, and the concertina is out, and you know, and, uh, and, and absolutely, and that that is that it's part of our culture. Our culture is the the she beans and the little pubs, yeah. and the and and that is you know what makes us art, and that's where the storytellers are, and the musicians, and people start yeah. dancing. They're great for dancing why, down there and play, people- aren't they? Oh, <laughs> that's why people want to come from all over the world as well so it would be a terrible shame if that dies yeah, off and hopefully yeah. it doesn't well, hopefully it well, get back on track you know no I, I think it's important to nurture it's part of our culture we have to keep yeah. our culture going you know we can't yeah. be uh yeah. be, we're not robots you know um exactly. totally agree i totally agree with you yeah. Yeah. um so what was your have you a worst travel experience or you know something strange that happened to um, you well, it's funny you should mention that because when we went on our honeymoon, I think I mentioned, yeah, oh yeah, when I, I, I uh, fixed the intercom on the plane on the way. Yeah, across. <laughs> that, was, that was some good going. That was. <laughs> yeah. So we had um, we had uh, two two kind of a centre thing in in France. First of all, we went to Paris, and we actually met up with another couple who had just got married about a week before we had, and we had an amazing time, and we we're in all kinds of restaurants, and there was one place called Florian Restaurant, I think it was called. And uh, we were there for the whole day. We, I still have the bill and the bill, there must be about 14 bottles of wine on it. But we were there were these kind of bench seats. And at one stage, we looked to the side and there was a, an old lady and an old man sitting there. About three hours later, there was a, a young couple sitting there. So they kept changing all the people. And at one stage, when I turned to the left, there was a woman with her dog sitting there <laughs> <laughs> he really took up residence in the place yeah, exactly but that was great that was the part and that worked really well but then myself and jerry on our own uh went down to can and i've i had been to can before and a lovely place but you know the way they talk about the wrong side of the tracks the hotel we had booked was on the wrong side of the tracks uh and it was just it wasn't great uh it was uh and you know when you, you can tell a bad hotel when you come into the room and there's carpets on the floor, but the carpets continue on up the side of the wall all the way up the side. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it was bad. kind of like a carpeted room. It was almost like <laughs> it was in case they were worried you were going to bang your head off the wall or something. Uh, and it was also it was very very hot down there, and they actually had the uh, the guys coming out spraying the land because it, things were going on fire. There were forest fires and everything down there. So even in the center of Cannes, which is beautiful, there was kind of little kind of residue coming out of the air from all the fires. And it, so it was it wasn't great. But well, you know, that was after yeah, that the only way. You know, so, I mean, yeah, we were, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we've all had one of those disastrous yeah, disastrous yeah, holidays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I asked you today: Do you have a favorite yeah. travel memento or something? you bought somewhere yeah. uh, and 
Do you have? Yeah. Something? Well, I, I, we we had that. We had our our uh, villa down in Portugal, and when we were leaving, we kind of bought an extra few suitcases, and we filled it up with bits and pieces, like you know, paintings and things like that that we had either bought or were there when we bought it. But one of the things Jer bought me were I'm fascinated by you know these monkeys that hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, and we've got a few of them knocking around. But she bought these. They're kind of aluminium frogs, and we used to have them on the fireplace in the in the, the villa yeah. uh, and we said oh, there's no we have to take those with us as well so the three little frogs are now transported and they're now living happily in Sutton and, that, uh, oh, oh, very well. and hopefully we can still hear no evil see no evil <laughs> and speak no evil because uh, that's it you know, but I mean we brought a few I've brought a few candlesticks brought a few tools that I, I had bought I used to love going down to the DIY stores you know when you kind of when you own a place down there you feel you're entitled to be going into DIY stores but, and buying yeah. tubes and tools and things like that, you know. So I brought some of that back as well. But the three frogs are they're very special, you know. Oh, oh that, that, that they sound lovely. I'd love to see those though. <laughs> is there any yeah. is there any any other travel adventure or story that you haven't told me? Um, well, the, I mean, the only other travel thing that I've been doing regularly for the last 21 years is going skiing. But no, I'm not even any good at skiing, but uh, on the, the Top Flight Today FM ski trip with Tony Collins. Uh, and we've had to stop it for this year because, you know, it's it gets a bit it's a bit it's a bit mad. It's a bit kind of Ibiza, you know what I mean, in the snow in a way. So it would be completely inappropriate for what what sure. you would see that goes on in a, in a you know it's, it's all good fun and all that but at the same time people are very close to each other it's very sweaty it's very you know there's a lot of staying up late at night sitting on each other's knees all that kind of stuff you know yeah so uh, from that point of view well next next year up. please god that'll well, be well yeah well that's it but I, I really just hope i've got this awful fear in my head that people are going to their instincts are going to change a little bit and they're not going to be quite as into that kind of thing. Now, I, hopefully I'm totally wrong. It could you know, go that, one way or it could actually go the other way. We could have like the, the swinging 1920s. Go, it could yes, go the other yeah. way. There you go. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, to hell with this. I kind of like the sound of that. Dead. Come on. <laughs> I like exactly. the sound of that one. Um, yeah. uh, and and what, what are you up to at the moment? I know you do stuff with Mario and, and, and you, you know, what, what, yeah. what's Ian well, doing? I mean, we're all doing, we're all doing, kind of practically nothing i mean i'm doing my i thankfully i'm still doing my uh, breakfast show in the morning on today fm uh, and i was doing it here where i'm actually sitting right now thus the microphone and um, swanky microphone yeah that's not the one i'm speaking into at the <laughs> moment this is the one I'm speaking <laughs> so um but um so I'm, i i was doing it from here and i've got the option to do it from here if i want to but at the moment i'm actually going in there every day um, and there's just it's very well organized there's very few members of staff like we're talking to people on zoom and all that uh, in terms of team members uh, so that's all that's all I'm doing I mean and you know I've said to myself oh yeah I must write a book oh yeah I must write a play oh yeah I must do this I must make a podcast I must do you know all this kind of stuff but I, I haven't done any of that I think a lot of people are kind of saying yep yeah, now this lockdown I'm going to do x y and z but Done absolutely. Nothing. <laughs> well, well, but anyway, uh, I, I'm not feeling guilty about it, and I don't think anybody no. should. I think you know no. we're all just. This is all affecting everybody. You're not going mad. You might feel like you're going mad, but you're not. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah. I think think we have to be kind to ourselves and each other. Yeah. And and as we gradually get back to to normality, um, whatever that's going to be, you know, we have to stay positive and we have to yeah, exactly. remember the good things and the nice things. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. and and that that I think that's what I'm trying to do here with this podcast is to keep yeah, people good. remembering yeah. good good times and nice things. And Excellent. and so so when we take over the world, then Ian, with our new party, yeah. <laughs> everything will change. But um. Yes, well, listen, thanks so much for taking Thank the time Thank you very out. much. It's very <laughs> enjoyable, actually, yeah. It's <laughs> lovely talking about travel, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it, it much, kind yeah. of feeds the creative juices and the and the memories and, and yeah. maybe give, and gives you inspiration. paints a few pictures for people and brings back memories for people and all that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it might even... It might, it might get them kind of booking holidays. I mean, we, we booked a week in... Uh, may in in doolan actually and we're just hoping for the best that we're going to be allowed to do that and then once the tra the international travel restrictions i'd be first on the phone and i mean i'd even take a chance on it if, if you lose a deposit so what you know what i mean it's uh, you know and i just hope that everybody gets out and does the you know the supports the restaurants and 
supports the, yeah. the, the, Sup- support know, the SMEs. They're yeah. devastated as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're going to do. Well, thanks, Ian. I go, thank you very I go, much, go, go Michelle. That. Thank you so much. Looking forward to your uh, next book. Oh, uh, it'll be down to Jer soon. Well, and I definitely you. owe you. I owe you a wine in the in the October or a cocktail, oh, something yeah. exotic. Now I know you'll have something exotic. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something went wrong. That'd be a good call. Thanks, thanks Ian. Cheers. Bye. 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 Well, what a great guy. I really enjoyed that chat. And I can relate to his love of Portugal. It's definitely one of my favourite countries too. Do listen in to his breakfast show every morning. It'll certainly give you a lift and helps get your day off to a good start. My next guest is Catherine Murphy, who is undoubtedly the authority when it comes to ski knowledge in Ireland. She has been on more pistes than any other woman I know. And she has such a breadth of knowledge, this snippet of her wisdom will rekindle the dreams and aspirations of any hopeful or accomplished skier. Well, hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Beautiful February weather in Dublin, but missing the Alps big time. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say so. You'd normally be all over the continent this time of year. Um, I would. and, And... can you tell me what's happening in Europe this season or is anything happening? Well, a little bit. There's a little bit happening. Switzerland, the ski lifts are running, but it's pretty much a write-off for Irish skiers this season. The lifts in Italy are staying closed. Lifts in Austria are staying closed to international visitors and uh, France is the same. So we're kind of leapfrogging. We're looking ahead to next winter, 21-22 now. Uh, tour operators like Top Flight and Crystal have had their programmes for next winter on sale for ages. So and sales are sales are pretty good from what I hear. So Look ahead to next winter. Uh, there might be a couple of issues with next winter in terms of capacity, availability and price. We might see um, some price increases, maybe 10% or a little bit more. So make sure you start looking early and shopping around for, for good offers. That's really good advice. And which countries or resorts would you recommend for someone who's listening who perhaps hasn't skied before, someone who's a beginner? So I learned to ski many years ago, Michelle, you don't know, want to know how many years ago in Bulgaria. I, I would still recommend Bulgaria. It's your first ski trip or snowboarding trip. You don't know whether you're going to like the sport. You don't want to break the bank. So in countries like Bulgaria, Slovenia, you're going to find everything is cheaper on the ground from your lift pass, your ski hire, to your classes, to your accommodation and your your food and your couple of beers in the evening, of course. Countries then, yeah, of (laughs) course, uh, big, big part of a ski holiday. Austria and Italy are generally, depending on the the resorts you go to, they're generally a bit cheaper as well than, say, France and Switzerland. But you will find some areas in France, Valsalis or the French um, Pyrenees, they're going to be 30% cheaper than the big name resorts. And the Swiss resorts have been trying to offer more value for money in the last couple of years, you know, putting together more attractive packages, but generally um, a bit more expensive. So, yeah, try to pick and also pick smaller resorts. You don't need to be in a massive 600 kilometer ski area on your first ski trip. You're not going to use all those slopes. So a small, compact resort. And, And the other thing is a lot of French and Swiss resorts will offer you know, you might think places like Val in the Three Valleys of France or Val d'Isere are very expensive, but you will find they have a number of nursery slopes in the village or up on the mountain that are free to use for beginners for their first few days. You don't need to buy a lift pass. That helps. Every little helps. Yeah, absolutely. But my first ski trip was to Andorra. And that was actually right, yeah. a good place to well, start. That's, that's of course, that's, beginners. that's another fantastic. I, I think I mentioned to you before, I stood one day and watched the ski instruction in Saldeo in Andorra. And just fantastic. A lot of English speaking instructors, they're just so passionate about their work and really good instruction. And they made it fun. I was skiing with a group of adults and they literally idolized the ski instructor they talked about the whole time. So they were people in their 30s. So, so you know, some, of them, yeah. some of them are pretty easy on the eye, all right. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know about that, Michelle. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, your ski, ski, skiing is a sport, but it's a ski holiday. And the whole idea is to have lots of fun. It's one of the you know, the most fun holidays you can have. And that's the idea. I've so, absolutely yeah. been out in the fresh air, the mountain air, and the views are spectacular. It's like being absolutely. in a living, a living snow globe or in, in a postcard, isn't it? it really oh, yeah. I never, I never thought about the snow globe before. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah. And, and what resorts then would you say um, would be really good for families 
or but maybe say you've got a member of the family who doesn't want to ski where offers good variety well one thing i love doing is picking a resort well this is kind of taking you out of the ski resort i love picking resorts that have train stations so for example saint anton in austria if you've got really good skiers in the family or in your group of friends uh, hop on the train to innsbruck for a day or Bad Gastein, Bad Hofgastein in the Gastein Valley. Again, Salzburgerland in Austria. You can hop on the train into Salzburg. And, and, which... and, and, and I have to say, we went on a fantastic trip to Bad <laughs> Hofgastein. And, and when you hear the word bad, it doesn't mean it's bad. Sure, it doesn't. It actually no, means no. it's really good. Yeah. Well, it means, as you were yeah, you have the, the thermal baths. You have these fabulous um, wellness centers and spas in Bad Hofgastein and Bad Gastein. And yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. Well, so, so look out for the word bad. It actually is really good. Yeah, <laughs> so like lovers, I, I mean, anyway. yeah, because I mean, Bad Hofkastein, you've got an incredible network. You have hotels like the Narica and I think at least three or four other hotels and they're linked by corridor to the Alpentherm. There's this massive spa, outdoor swimming pools, outdoor wooden sauna huts, just gorgeous. So you don't actually have to leave your hotel to go to the spa. You just put on your dress again and you wander down these cor- maze of corridors mm. And you're in the spas. So they take their spas really seriously and they're, they're really excellent. Well, well, so well, that's, as you, yeah, as you know, we, yeah. we were there together in Bad Hofkestein and I was, yeah. it was fantastic because, um, and actually you, you, you've written a fantastic guest post on my website, thenoveltraveller.com. So I really recommend uh, any listeners check that out because yeah. you really, that, like sum up the whole experience of the spa and, you know, the benefits of it when you're skiing. Yeah, we looked at we looked at the the Gastein Valley, didn't we? In that article, and Kirkberg, um, another oh. very popular resort. Her, yeah. And that was where you introduced me to rum in hot chocolate. <laughs> I can't believe I ever did <laughs> that, Michelle. I, 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 I haven't recovered it. from it yet. I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I like my rum with I like my rum with Coke, and my favorite drink tipple on a ski holiday is a a good white wine, either a good Austrian white wine or a good Swiss white wine, like Fondant. But anyway, getting back to the non-skiing, which is very important. Um, Andorra is another great place for non-ski because you can hop on a bus. If you're staying in Aronsal or Saldeo, hop on the bus into Andorra Levea, the capital. There's a fantastic uh, spa there as well, a wellness centre and lots of swimming pools, all that stuff called Caldea. Um, so you can have your morning Caldea, go and have a lovely tapas lunch, then go and do your duty-free shopping, which of course Andorra is famous for. It's become much more sophisticated in the last five years. They've They've pedestrianized the shopping streets and all that kind of stuff. So then going back to resorts, not if you're staying in a resort and don't want to leave, there's so many things you can do that don't involve putting skis on your feet. You can go fat biking, fat e-biking on the slopes. Oh my God, what's so that? So they're basically, they're basically fat, e-bikes. Fat e-bikes. <laughs> yeah, they're, e, they're e-bikes, but they've got fat tires to give you traction on the snow. And you, so you tend, you can do it in places like resorts like Avorias in the Port Soleil in France. So you're on dedicated slopes. You're not kind of competing with skiers for space on the slope. And that's a great fun thing to do. If you're, say, in a mid-mountain ski resort family area like Le Grand Bournand in France, it's half an hour from Lake Annecy. You can go down to Annecy and go winter kayaking on the lake, which I think I'd love to try. Oh, that sounds wow. absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. But Beautiful. It, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But even just to go walking the winter trails, a lot of most resorts now have kilometers and kilometers of winter trails on a snowy, sunny day in February or March. Absolutely gorgeous thing to do. And of course, snowshoeing, Michelle, you've tried snowshoeing. I know you I, have. I, I have. I, I have. I just about got up on them. I, I, I had a heavy <laughs> night of après ski the night before. And I think I ditched out when I found a fabulous little chalet. Because that's something people don't realise. There are these gorgeous little kind of stop-offs where you can go for your hot chocolates or your your you know, lunches and the you know you yeah your cosy early on your apres ski. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean anything after eleven is okay. Like in in Italy, it's totally um, fine, totally respectable to stop at eleven a.m. at a mountain hut and have a bombardino, which is brandy and cream is very luscious. They're absolutely gorgeous. That doesn't really count as. As an alcoholic drink, oh, oh, delicious! Oh, Catherine, I want to be there. This all sounds <laughs> gorgeous. And what about the sleigh rides? We have to mention the sleigh rides because Bad Hockerstein have lovely sleigh rides too, don't they? Um, with with yeah. horses, they're like the Budweiser horses. They'll you, you hear their bells and you'll tinkle off into the into the yeah. listening. Um, Dark snow, yeah. Snowy, well, any snowy landscape. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I've done a sleigh ride, I've done lots of them. It's usually in the evening time after skiing or not skiing. And it's to, to take you to dinner in a mountain hut, really, um, to have your good hearty mountain fare. And I suppose people might think sleigh ride, that's kind of romantic for couples. 
it's a great thing for families to do. We've done it in a group of friends and had a great laugh. And uh, it's just a very nice thing to do. And, and what about the most beautiful resort then? You know, for, for real spectacular. I, I always, <laughs> as I always say, any resort that's had fresh snowfall is beautiful because good, you know, fresh snow transforms every ski area. And, but, you know, I love all, res- all ski resorts, but the most beautiful ones for me are, you know, the Jungfrau region in Switzerland, um, Wengen or Murren, the little mountaintop village of Murren. It's actually a very beautiful, special place. So you're skiing beneath, or if you're not skiing, you're just gazing at the Eiger, the imposing Eiger mountain. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. They've got this old cog railway line that takes you up through the mountains. So during the course of your ski day, you might be, oh. yeah, I mean, oh, it's, absolutely, it's very, it's very, very special. And then you can take the train up to the top of uh, the top of the world, they call it the top of Jungfrau, which is kind of marketed as the top of the world. And again, that's a, a beautiful thing to do. But in, in Italy, the Dolomites, I know we've talked about the Dolomites before. They're absolutely just, you know, stunningly. Every time I go back there, I seem to be more impressed. They're just absolutely beautiful. So resorts like Val Gardena and, you know, intermediate skiers can go and do the, the ski circuit, the Celeronda ski circuit. And you just get to, you're skiing around all these little villages in the course of a day and just looking up the Dolomites. Beautiful. Val d'Isere, Verbier has beautiful views from the top of the, the highest cable car, 3,300 metres. Just looking out at all these ranges, including Mont Blanc. Anywhere that you can see Mont Blanc for as good as Chamonix, Mont Blanc is right in front of your face. It's absolutely gorgeous. But I suppose they would be my most, my most beautiful. I'd be killed for not including some of the others. Uh, well you probably you see you, you're such an expert and you've been to so many resorts it's really hard for you to choose because you, you yeah. have such a wealth okay. of knowledge of the entire well um, a little little bit of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> no you, you certainly have you, you you're undoubtedly the expert in this country and um is there any place then that you'll be returning to well, once, I've once, all, once the gates are open once and you can once get we're to, able to yeah once we're able to ski again um, I suppose there's three or four places on top of my list. Verbier, which I've already mentioned in Switzerland, that's because I want to do a ski touring refresher course. I don't know whether you're familiar with no, ski touring. Basically, yeah. So it's hiking up the slopes um, with skins on the base of your skis. So obviously you don't want to slide back down the mountain. It's very important not to do that. So you're basically <laughs> climbing, you're ascending the mountain to, to get to powder. So you're skiing powder down the other side and uh, you're in the back country, you're off piste, you're away from the lifts, you're... It's becoming more and more popular and there's a lot of talk about it this winter because of this whole thing of lifts either not being open or wanting to stay away from crowded um, slopes and lifts. Uh, It's something you've got to be a decent skier to do and you've got to have a knowledge and understanding of safety in the mountains. That's the most important thing. But anyway, so that's why I want to go back to Verbier and do a, a ski touring refresher course with the Warren Smith Ski Academy. They do courses over there. I also, one of my friends had to postpone a big birthday this, this month, actually, Michelle, and she and her husband spend the winters in La Tuile in Italy. So that's next on the list. We have to get out and celebrate her birthday next winter. Lo- that's I'd what she's... I'd love to go yeah. skiing in Italy. I really would. I love Italian food. It's probably, probably my favourite. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I, and you do need your food because you're hungry when you come off the piste, aren't you? Absolutely. You really it's a, it's a- <laughs> great excuse to stuff your face and just <laughs> Italy you know the Italian resorts have this much more they're into the kind of slow living vibe and a very relaxed vibe to skiing the Italians you know there's some amazing Italian skiers but it is a stereotype to say the Italians love to to the fine weather skiing you know the fair weather skiing um, and they love to have their their beautiful I mean there's a fabulous restaurant in the Dolomites near up above Val Gardena I think uh, the Comici ski restaurant they do a seafood antipasti it's just this huge platter of beautiful fresh seafood because the restaurant is owned by a guy who has a place in Venice and they bring the seafood up every day or every couple of days. So you can't question the quality. It's absolutely stunning. And um, so, yeah, the quality of food. But the quality of food in resorts throughout Europe is just excellent these days. So if you're a non-skier, that's another thing you can do. Just enjoy the food and the, the great wines, you know. Oh, Catherine, yeah. I want to go back there. As you know, as know. you well know, I have deteriorated with every ski trip. Maybe it's because I spend too much time in the bar, but I've definitely <laughs> enjoyed every one of them. And I would go up and down those lifts all day. It's just magical being in that beautiful, crisp scenery and the air is so yeah. great. It's yeah. a great holiday. Well, Catherine, thank you so much. Are we out of time already? Already we're out of time because... 
for the time of year that's in it, thank you so much for giving this, giving us an outlook so we can look forward to it hopefully next year. Thanks, Michelle. See, Thanks, see, Catherine. get you back on those snowshoes next winter. Oh, you will. You know, you never know. You might get me down, a, get down a, green, a, a red slope sometime or something. You never know. <laughs> okay. As they Thanks, say, Catherine. ciao. Ciao for now. Bye. Ciao for now. Well, that chat certainly brought me back to the slopes of Austria and a couple of other places too. For me, skiing is about the atmosphere and the good clean air and the health and vitality that you feel when you're out in the mountains. It really is good for the soul and for the mind and I can see why it's popular for so many. So that's all for this week. Next week, I'll be chatting to the literary editor of the Sunday Independent, Madeleine Keane, who is also an award-winning travel writer. She's been teaching travel writing also in UCD, so there's a chance for people who'd like to uh, perhaps find out more, get in touch with her. She has some wonderful tales of her times in Africa to tantalise your taste buds. And I'll also be chatting this Monday on News Talk with Mr. Pat Kenny about my new book, Journey to the Heartland. So do tune in if you'd like to hear more about that. And until next week, as Catherine says, ciao for now. And I'll leave you in the capable hands of Pat Coltrick and Dario Sunrise.